What's going on, Packers fans? Aaron Nagler here with your Packers Daily Chat, coming to you live on the Cheesehead TV social channels. It's Tuesday, marching towards training camp as summer uh, is in the got its grips on uh, New York City. Definitely, it is hot here in New York today, and uh, I'm in my apartment, and it's like a it's like a boiler in here. So I may cut this short at some point, uh, but of course, first of all. First and foremost, I have to give a shout-out to our good friends over at Ticket King. If you want to see the Green Bay Packers play tackle football in 2023, head to cheeseheadtv.com. Use our schedule, either on the website or on the app. You'll find individualized links for each and every game, home and away, preseason, regular season, anytime the Packers are playing. Utilize Ticket King, not Ticketmaster, not StubHub or SeatGeek, use a local company based in Wisconsin since the early 90s. Hell, they got a spot right across the street from Lambeau Field. Or, like I said, you can use our website, cheeseheadtv.com. The schedule has the links. The app has the links. Use Ticket King, people. Hope you're all doing well. So good to see everybody in the comments section already mixing it up. Tony's here. Callum, how are you, buddy? Hope you're doing well. McKnight, how are you? Um... I wanted to talk a little bit about first down defense, and that's not necessarily, and I think most people kind of think run defense when they think first down defense, which, uh, you know, sometimes obviously that's kind of a major component of it, no doubt about it, but just in general, winning on first down is something the Packers defense did precious little of in 2022, and that more than anything, I think, is what will drive success and consistency in 2023 if they are able to improve in that area. And I think it's fascinating when you look at the roster and you look at the body types and the types of players that they've assembled, start thinking, well, man, what's their plan here, right? Because you got a couple of, you know, later round guys who are not exactly the behemoths that we've traditionally seen uh, along the defensive line for the Green Bay Packers. Much more kind of quick first step guys you would expect to cause disruption, uh, that's not a guy that you would expect in a Green Bay defense either under Joe Barry or Mike Pettin uh, the last number of years, but it seems a bit of a kind of a departure there. And then you look at their first overall pick, and uh, you look at Van Ness and his ability to play up and down the line, and you also look at the success that Devontae Wyatt had towards the end of last season, and you start to think maybe the idea here is to cause disruption on early downs rather than ask these guys to control gaps, especially considering how much sub they play. I mean, sub is base now where you've only got two down linemen rather than asking them to control things. Perhaps the idea is to, you know, cause that disruption on early downs, whether it is against the run or pressuring uh, the quarterback in the passing game and trying to get these opposing offenses behind the sticks more because last year, the Packers gave up over six yards per down on first down. Over six yards a, an attempt on first down, whether through the run you know, run game or the pass. I mean, that right there tells you all you need to know when it comes to setting yourself up for success or a lack thereof. I mean, they're gaining over the half the amount of yardage they need on one down, on the initial down. Well, then, as and we've talked about this a little bit before here on Packers Daily, you are keeping the playbook wide open for the opposing offensive coordinator. Um, and here's the thing. The Packers were really good on third down. Really good. They were just atrocious on first down, and they had trouble getting to third down, um, especially after the bye week when they started playing so much cover two, 
cover six, things where they have those two high safeties, they have the eyes on the quarterback, and they were able to generate turnovers, and they were able to you know, cause a little bit of disruption up front. They didn't blitz a lot. Um, I have to think if they can get just even a little – I mean, they were ranked 30th in first down defense last year. If they can even get up to, like, you know, the high 20s or, like, you know, God forbid, uh, hover around 15 or 14, they could really be cooking with gas. And here's the thing. I think they can. I think they've got the bodies. They've got the talent. I'm fascinated to see if there's a bit of a switch in philosophy, especially on early downs, to try and cause a little bit more havoc, try to be a little bit more disruptive, and get these teams into second and 13 rather than second and four. Because I tell you what, if you're Joe Barry, your life is going to be exponentially easier if you do. Um, and I'm, I'm not saying anything and telling Joe anything he doesn't know, uh, but I do look at you know the moves they've made this offseason and the fact that they haven't brought in uh, a bigger body defensive lineman to kind of augment what they have up front already. I just wonder if that's the plan, if that's the play. You know, try to get these guys, instead of controlling gaps, they're shooting gaps. Instead of trying to two-gap and let the linebackers flow, maybe they're just asking the guys up front to, you know, shoot a gap, cause some havoc, and then let the linebackers attack. So I'm fascinated to see if there's a noticeable difference in that regard on early downs. You probably won't see much uh, of any of that in camp or preseason even because they don't really kind of game plan those, situa- those those games. But I think, you know, starting week one against the Chicago Bears, it's going uh, to be very, very telling how they um, deploy their defensive talent up front against a team that, you know, when they moved the ball against the Packers last year, generally it was on the ground and they were pretty successful on first down. So uh, we'll see how that plays out. Hello, everybody in the comments. So good to see everybody. Uh, we got Andrew. What's up, man? Thanks for the super chat. If I still need a car for training camp, I contacted you via Cheesehead TV. P.S. The Bears still suck. Andrew, there are so many things in the air regarding my transportation uh, during my stay in uh, Wisconsin. I did see your email. I will be responding this evening. I thank you very, very much. Vex, thanks for the super chat. The 2022 Packers scored under 20 points six times. Multiple of those were in the low teens and some in single digits. Well, if you're breaking the news here that they need to score more points, Vex, let me tell you, buddy, you are a news breaker. I mean, there's no doubt that, you know, the lack of complimentary football is something that we've talked a lot about here, uh, something that Matt brought up towards the end of last season and in the offseason, there is zero doubt the offense did not pull its weight for much of 2022. I don't think that's a secret, and I think Matt's under, you know, completely understands that situation, and uh, it's something that, look, you guys know, I've been very critical of Joe Barry at times, but I do think there were a number of games last year, and I said this at the time, where the defense played well enough to win. Uh, That happened many times, both times against Detroit, by the way, games that they lost because the offense just could not generate enough points. So uh, I'm with you there, man. The offense needs to step up. There's zero doubt. John Simitovich, what's up, man? Thanks for the super chat. You know what's a good idea? Not having dudes play five yards off their wide receivers on first and ten, let the guys compete and play some smash-mouth football for once. I mean, yes, you guys know I want these guys to be physical up front. I want these corners and the guys in the secondary to have the freedom 
to to get up there and get in the guy's grill. But it can't be a blanket thing. You can't just say you got to do it every first down or else, you know, the opposing coordinators knows, okay, I'll just run a bunch of bunch sets and shallow crossers, a bunch of mesh, and I'll shake loose of this these dudes and put a guy in the slot and put him in motion and free release, and you're off and running as an offense. So it can never be a blanket thing. But, yeah, I agree. Let, let Get up there at least – a bit more and be a little bit more aggressive and a little bit more physical. You've got the horses. Let them run. I'm down with that. <laughs> what a what a chat. Is Banky for Packers season? Mike, uh, you've kind of blown my mind with that one. Is Man- Banky back for Packers season? Yes, sir. Is Banky in for Packers season? Yes, he is. Uh, I don't know what is Banky for Packers season means, but yes, yes is the answer. Uh, have I ever read Finding the Winning Edge by Bill Walsh? Brett, yes. Uh, when I was a younger man, I read pretty much everything I could get my hands on. Uh, all those old tomes uh, have uh, crossed my desk at one point or another. Um, I know. I think I talked about this with Dusty a couple, you know, chats ago. But um, the Bill, uh, uh, the sorry, the Brian Billick book. Um, is is one that really I kind of go back to again and again as far as um, you know constructing an offense and the idea of how you sequence things and things of that nature. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I read that. I, I go back and I read most of my football books every off season. You know, although it is kind of fascinating to watch. And not, I'm not. This isn't specific to finding the winning edge, but it is fascinating to see how ideas about football on either side of the ball can really become dated suddenly, right? And there there are a couple books, I'm not going to shout them out here because I don't want to I don't want to put anything in a negative connotation, but there are a couple books that, you know, 10, 12 years ago were like, wow, this is really the the newest football stuff. And then you know, you read it today and you're like, wow, the the ideas are so different and the concepts and what you're trying to do and accomplish and just the idea of efficiency is so different. So, um it's always evolving, right? Um but yeah, I, I like I said, I try to read all that stuff each and every off season. Uh, what else we got here, folks? Anthony, what's up, man? Thanks to super chat. Thanks. It's been forever since I caught a live. Feeling super optimistic about this season. Go pack, go, dude. You and me both. I mean, look, I don't harbor any illusions. I, I think there are going to be tough times. I keep telling everyone that. Uh, I think maybe people think uh, I'm being a Debbie Downer or a wet blanket or something, but just reality. Like there are going to be tough moments and tough stretches, but I am with you, man. I am incredibly optimistic. I'm so excited to watch this team and what I know is going to happen, right? Like who knows how the first week plays out or the first couple weeks, but inevitably they're going to lose a game and the Jordan love is going to throw a bad interception or whatever, right? These things are going to happen and the rival fan bases are going to jump. They're going to pounce. I am telling you now, steal yourself, be ready. And do not let it affect you. Those things should be expected. And it's a question of how you, how the team reacts and how the players involved learn from those mistakes and grow and develop. All these, you know, internet trolls, Bears fans, Vikings fans, they mean nothing. I'm just telling you now, don't, don't rise to the bait. Water off a duck's back. Uh, Andrew, thanks again, man. I know that you loathe the competition committee, but after years of domination by the Packers, we'll give the Bears and Vikings some sort of handicap. <laughs> Maybe they should, right? 
maybe they forced the Aaron Rodgers trade uh, because he owned them so badly. Um, man, look, I will say, hey, to the competition committee's credit, which I'll, I rarely give them, but uh, not too many crazy adjustments this offseason. Not too many, like, uh, solutions in search of a problem posited by the competition committee for a change in an offseason. So here's something. You know, there's no major, like, change to pass interference or uh, some stuff about the quarterback because they're always busting stuff about the pretty boy quarterbacks. But for the most part, they, they mostly left the game alone this offseason, and that's a rarity. Uh, I expect wild changes next year because of it, obviously. Jay Western, I love you too, man. Hope you're well. Joe, what's up, man? Thanks for the Super Chat. Agree with your point. Disrupt. Don't think Devontae Wyatt was drafted to control gaps. Also hoping to see Clark not having to play nose tackle so much. That's the one question, Joe. And I talked about this with Justice. And if you guys haven't seen my chat with him, I highly recommend checking it out here on the YouTube channel. But I'm right there with you in the sense that I want Kenny off the nose. But, man, there are one TJ Slayton twist of the ankle away from Kenny playing nose 90% of the time. You know, and that's not uh, – look, I get injuries are part of the game, and that's I, – I, I understand. But, yeah, I'm with you, man. I don't – I want Kenny to get some more one-on-ones and get some more opportunities to get upfield, you know, and I, I'm really hopeful for that. Uh, and I, I'm with you on Devontae Wyatt. I think that's part of the thinking there, right? He is, he is a disruptor. He's a quick first-step guy who can cause some havoc, and here's hoping we see a lot of it. Starting in uh, week one. Dale, good evening from London. Dale, I always see your comment for whatever reason after the thing is over when I'm like kind of doing maintenance on the Facebook page or the website or whatever. So I see you live now, and I just want to say good evening from New York City. I hope you're doing well. Thanks. Thanks for checking out the stream. Always appreciate it. Vex, what's up, man? Vex, Vex throwing bombs today. What's up? Who had more control of the Packers, 4 or 12? Yes. Both had a ton of control in their own separate ways. I'll say that. Uh, maybe I'll do something more expanded um, about that subject. But uh, they most certainly held the franchise under their control in, in vast, probably unhealthy ways. I'll just say that. David, I will never expect a Packers loss. Well, I don't expect it going into the game, but you know they're going to lose some games. They're not going 17-0, my guy. As much as I love that idea, it's not happening. Sorry, brother. Endless wins from here on out, right? John, thanks for the super chat. What is one habit of 12s you hope 10 doesn't take? (laughs) I actually just talked about a little bit about this with uh, Andy Herman for something that's coming out next week. So I'm not going to spoil that. But um, look, I... There's not too many. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is the first ballot Hall of Famer. I hope Jordan Love takes most of it, right? I think the obvious one is clearly, like, taking the play clock down to zero. I think we're all hoping that we see the back end of that. But uh, outside of that, I, you know, there ain't, ain't too much. I mean, I know we're all assuming he's going to throw over the middle a little bit more. Got to think that probably means one or two more chances for interceptions. Um, you know, he seems... seems uh, the, the, Sample size is so small, but he seems like a little bit more of a gunslinger. So, I don't know, man. There's not too much that I hope he doesn't take from Aaron's game or being around Aaron. You know, I think most of those things are good. And he's going to make them his own. 
but yeah, the the taking down the play clock and wasting timeouts. Let's let's leave that in the dustbin. That's that's where. Uh, what else we got? Callum, do I think Goodson can be a good weapon for us? If he fixes his issues in pass pro, yeah, because uh, that will mean uh, he can get on the field. Um, he's got to ball out on special teams. He's got to be better in pass pro. But if he can do those things, he could legit help them on offense. He could be a third down back, third down option, guy you could utilize in the screen game, some of the passing concept stuff. Hell, even get him on a draw or two. You saw that last preseason. He is so explosive. He's like shot out of a cannon, that ball in his hand. So could he? Yeah. But he's got to improve on uh, definitely one particular part of his game. Mimsy, what's up, man? Thanks for Super Chat. Is New York media ready for 12 on hard knocks? What's so funny is, like, I think most of the people, not most, but some of the people who covered the Jets were probably around when Rex Ryan was here and they were on hard knocks. So this is, like, not going to be that new for them. Um, I think 12 being here, like, yes, it's added scrutiny, I guess. But, man, it's New York. It's always like that, right? It's always kind of overblown and crazy. So uh, I'm not, I don't think it's going to be too crazy. I don't, th- I don't think the New York media is going to be too overwhelmed. I think it's going to be mostly just another day at the office for a lot of them. Dylan, that's a good question. Nags, who was the first Packers player you got an autograph from as a kid? Uh, John Jefferson, up at training camp. Uh, I think it was his first summer after he'd been traded. Man, talk about, like, those dudes, I, I just, that whole squad, man, total rock stars, movie stars, you know, make your analogy, but... I remember as a kid thinking that they were the coolest people on earth. Um, yeah, Lofton, Kaufman, Dickey, all those dudes. Just insane. Matt asks, top 15 defense unrealistic? Too much expectation? No, I think it's fine. But don't forget, we all sat here last offseason talking about, oh, they could be top five, and then week one happened. Man, all I care about is how they play week one in Chicago. And after that, how they play week two, three, et cetera. Um, the, the expectation thing, yes. Could they be top 15? Hell yes. They've got the talent. It's definitely there. But, man, all that matters is the next game. And the next one that matters is in Chicago. What else we got here, folks? What else we got? Oh, oh, boy. Oh, oh no. Oh, what we got going in here? Oh, Bruce, buddy. It is. It is. This is true. This is true. It is a free country. That, that is true. A free country to, to type whatever you want into the comment section. That is correct. But that does not mean that you are free from consequences. Because I know that's a, you know, a concept that some folks have a problem with. But, and the consequence is that you just got blocked and banned. So I hope that comment was worth it. Cheers, man. Le Tomati? I can't. Not sure how I pronounce that, but thanks for the super chat. Taking my eight-year-old on a stadium tour and heritage trail and team hall of fame the day before attending the shareholders meeting. What else should I take him to, to do? Get a uh, spotted cow. Oh no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding with your eight-year-old. Um, what do we do? A stadium tour, heritage trail, team hall of fame. Oh, go to Titletown right across the street. Um, Titletown has a great. Uh, playground area, eight-year-olds will enjoy that. You can do the 40-yard dash. There's a football field. Bring a ball. You can throw it around. There's a lot of fun stuff to do over there. There's a great arcade um, inside behind Hinterland. I can't remember the name of that place, but there's a cool arcade with, like, Top Golf and stuff. So 
Um, yeah, there's a lot of stuff to do over in that area. Uh, but have the best time. That is such a great vibe, that whole kind of lead up to the shareholders meeting. That is a lot of fun. You're going to have a great time. John, deliciously, locally brewed beer. Um, Ed, thanks for the super chat. Of course they are not going 17-0. A couple of seasons from now, love this time of year for predictions. A couple of seasons from now. I get you, Ed. See, that's what I'm, that's what I'm talking about. They're, they're, they're taking, um, you know, this year is the laying of the foundation so that they will be going 17-0 and 0 in a few years. I like the way you think. I like it. Oh, David, yes, Take Your Eye Off the Ball is a great, great football book. Um, that, again, that's a good example of something that a lot of it holds true. There is some stuff that's dated there, um, but that is a real. I, highly, I still highly recommend that uh, for anyone who really wants to kind of get inside the game. Um, I'll also say uh, shout-out to Kurt Benkert, who wrote a couple of different ebooks this offseason, um, both from the aspect of quarterback play, but just NFL football in general, highly recommended stuff. If you just want to get it a little bit, but it's not too technical, but it does get into some of the more you know, nuts and bolts nature of the game, and uh, but it's really easily digestible. Uh, I, I was really impressed with the, the stuff he did. Uh, I, I bought all of it, basically, and it's really, really good. I highly recommend it. Shout out, Kurt Benkert. Um, <laughs> over, under, eight times for you to go to Kroll's West for lunch when you're in town. Hammer the over. Oh, Brett. Way, way over. <laughs> way. I might, I might do that in the first week. Are you kidding me? Benkert wrote books. Yeah, David, uh, e-books. Uh, if you go to, I think they're available on his, I don't know, on his Twitter page, but they're definitely on his Facebook page. Um, you can download them from his website. They're Outstanding stuff. Brian Noble and then Tim Harris were your first autographs. That is dope. That is cool as hell, man. Uh-oh, Matt's up here trying to play either or. KGB or Campman? Woo, baby. Uh, better overall player, Campman. Better pass rusher, KGB. There you go. All right, I got to get going. I can't thank you guys enough for hanging out, talking Packers each and every day, Monday through Friday, right here on the Cheesehead TV social channels. Please do me a monster favor. Hit like on the video, subscribe to the channel, and then tell your friends and tell your family. Cheesehead TV, we are devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide. Thanks a lot, everybody. Have a great night. Go Pack Go.